0: What I'm finding. Hey, welcome everybody. Sean Mathis here again with the Marketing Minute. I've got a special guest with me today. So this one will be a little longer than the normal two to five minute rapid fire. Uh, but not much. We're going to drop 15 minutes of knowledge on you guys, and I'm super excited to have my friend, marketing guru, lead extraordinaire, creator of the Rise Page social app, Ryan Carlock. Man, thank you so much for giving us some of your time and being willing to share some valuable knowledge on the topic of which platform is better, Facebook or Google, the pros and cons, and what business owners need to know about both platforms and how to be successful on them and which ones to use.
1: Hey, I really appreciate you having me here, Sean. Um, You know, the two platforms are of course the biggest platforms in the market. Uh, I don't think a lot of people understand that Facebook is one of the biggest lead uh, generation or lead aggregators out there. So uh, understanding how these platforms work and function can help you make better educated marketing decisions. And what I'm gonna try and do today is kind of give some metaphors and allegories of how they work and, and try and relate it to something where people can visualize the process of the lead being generated through the, both those platforms. But I mean, first, if you've got a you know any questions or anything like that that you want to uh, send off here off the bat, I'd be happy to answer them, or I can just go straight into to what I was planning on discussing.
0: Uh, well, we'll let you we'll let you end with your your final notes. I had some questions sure. and uh, wanted to open some dialogue from uh, things that were submitted by uh, by some of the listeners. So. I guess let us start with you know what are the uh, what are the fundamental differences between Facebook and Google?
1: Fundamentally, Facebook is a cold marketing platform. Um, it's like you driving down the road in your car seeing a billboard. Uh, the information that they put in front of your eyes is to is to find out what interests you have. Um, it's not necessarily that you're looking. For those products on a cold basis, uh, in general, it's that somebody's trying to target you based off of the actions you've made in the past on that platform, the websites you've visited, the different ads you've uh, responded to, the pages you like, and what business and business types those pages are are uh, are uh, related to. Um, and, and the difference between Facebook and Google is Google: people go to Google to search for exactly what they're looking for. Um, They go to Google, they literally type in exactly what they're looking for, and it's your job to do some research with trends.google.com, free resource. But use trends.google.com to do some research on what keywords are most searched in your market area, in your state, in your demographics. Uh, Based off of, of the results you get from trends, you will be able to find out what keyword search terms are are the most searched, therefore creating SEO for your website, your app that correlates to the individual ads. So the main difference, again, is that Facebook, you're just kind of, you know, fishing. Keep tossing the line out there to see what you can get unless you have a pixel and a Google tag set up on your platform that is aggregating the lead data. Then you can retarget them on both platforms, which we can talk about later. But uh, again Facebook cult marketing like seeing a billboard Google is like you walking into um, into a, a store and at the time of you checking out they offer you a bottle of water because you were in the car and just told your wife that you were thirsty
0: Man that was awesome I love it That was a, a- Spot on explanation, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. So, you know, I always uh, tell clients, you know, Facebook is a disruptive marketing approach. You know, it's you getting in front of them. I like, I like that you said cold. I've I've never said that. And when you think about it, it really is. Um, It's a, a, it is a cold marketing. And I think I I probably have posts uh, out four years ago that you know, would have told people go all in on Facebook. And at that time I, I did, not I, I was, that's what I was doing. And I believe that. Um, but people have to understand that things have changed. And what I'm seeing is a lot of people. And I was telling people back then that do it now because what you're seeing today won't last. It's not sustainable. It's yeah. going to change and it won't be this way. So get in now. Uh, we don't know what the future is going to hold, but it's certainly not going to keep going like this. Uh, and as things have evolved, we're seeing people who are still coming on that were. Watching all of that back then, and they're coming to the table still thinking or expecting those results that they saw back then being shared, uh, and they, they they just they're so late to the game uh, that it's not it's it's not the same. It's not the same targeting. It's not the same experience. Um, just a totally different platform. And uh, our agency and our clients, we've shifted uh, toward Google and and search. And you know, a lot of that has to do with you know, recent algorithm changes and COVID. Just been a huge surge. Um, and we're just super excited about uh, the future of our agency and what we're doing for our clients on, on the, uh, the Google platform. So let me, let me just find out personally, what, where do you spend most of your time with your clients? Um, and, you know, if, if, if a client says I've got, you know, a budget that I want to you know spend, and these are my goals, most people that we deal with want leads. They don't want, you know, they don't want branding. Um, you know, they're looking for, you know, qualified prospects that they can talk to, where are you suggesting that they consider, you know, generating leads or spending their, their budget?
1: Well, you know, I've been following you in particular over the last year, and I've seen your, your shift from social ads, um, to, to more of a cold marketing basis. And and I believe that that's an, an integral part of the prospecting process that people completely forego, they don't want to have to do the work to reach out to potential consumers and start that sales process because they don't have a clearly defined step-by-step process to follow. And I feel like that's the number one thing that most people lack. It's not that they lack, you know, Facebook advertising, you know, acumen, or they lack uh, Google uh, SEO skills. It's that they lack a plan of attack. And so what I try to do with my clients is I set up a, a three-month program where I run all of the marketing and advertising and SEO development for their own white labels of my lead generation platform I built called Quote Informer. Um, I have a CRM that you're, you know, you're familiar with it, um, I, I believe. Uh, I have a CRM where it just automates the email and text messages on the back end of the of the of the consumer experience. And um, I set up at least a 30-day pipeline for my, for my clients so that they have some type of automation behind their efforts that is continually reminding the consumer what they opted into. Yep. But before we do any of that, I have to share with you what I, what I do with my clients is I, I, I go through what I call the three pillars of lead generation. And they're very simple. And if you can take these three pillars and apply them, I think that's the most important thing before you choose any ad platform. And then once you know what those three pillars are, you're going to see why Google is the the answer to this. Okay. So step one, that first pillar is to establish authority. And you establish authority through good branding, through relevant and and, uh, uh, what I call persistent content. Um, We'll talk about that if you want here in a little bit. Um, And then uh, uh, you do that also through different uh, words and phrases that you can use inside the content um, to do the next step, which is step two, incite an emotional response. So once you can incite an emotional response, whether good or bad, to the advertising you're putting in front of the consumer, you have an instantaneously increased by probably 25 to 30% chance of you to get in contact with that consumer within the first day or two of them requesting it because what you've done is you've activated the subconscious with their emotions right so that that kind of burns it into their brain. And then the third step is the final step which is give a clear call to action. And you can find all this stuff on my, on my platform, risepage.com, free to join. I've got a group in there called Lead Generation. It's an open group, so anybody can join it. And it's got a discussion forum where I go through all of these different aspects of a, you know, a good lead generation campaign. But telling the consumer exactly what to do is the most important part of, of the entire thing because you can get them all the way up to the point of interest which we can talk about that later in detail. But the point of interest is them taking action. And if you don't tell them exactly what to do, they'll never take action. You literally have to hold them by the hand every step of the way, reminding them exactly what they need to do to get the result they're looking for. Now, that's why I always say go to Google, because they're already searching for you for what you offer. If you're able to uh develop that SEO between your ads and between your landing page and make it persistent through both.
0: Nice. Yeah, there's you know, and and I I, you know thought about that, you know, that's a loaded question, right? Because everybody's different, their needs, their budgets. Um in short, you know, everybody's going to be different depending on what their objective is, what they're already doing, a lot of variables. So you know, disclaimer would be you need to talk with a marketing expert about your specific situation what you're trying to do and accomplish what you're already doing uh, and what your budget affords you to do because obviously that's going to play a huge part in what you're able to do. Um, yeah, so the you know the other thing that that I think people miss or fail to realize, I think inherently we all know everybody uses Google to look for stuff. I don't think people understand the enormous potential there truly is when you're on Google, like the conversion rates that Google shares uh, in terms of when people are clicking or searching for um, you know, products, particularly on local, if people are searching locally, um, 52% of those are resulting in either a website visit, a store visit or a phone call. That's that's just incredible, incredible traffic. So I call those buyer ready prospects. Um, and you know, with, with Facebook, I think what you were talking about with the automation is and the point of interest, it's a phenomenal platform, but those people are looking for information, not necessarily looking to buy. Nine times out of 10, I see people running ads on Facebook, but they don't have any information to provide. Those people are early in the sales process and they need some cultivation and people are getting a lead and they want to just instantly sell it and the prospect's not ready to be sold. So you know, let's uh, let's just talk really quick on you know the uh, where you see the the biggest opportunity. If somebody says you know I've got a limited budget, say a thousand bucks a month, I've got a limited budget. What can I really do? Because we there's a lot of small business owners out there who want to do something. They want to um, they they want a website. They don't have one. They want to be on on you know listed when people search for their product and services, they wanna have a social media presence. If they're just lost and they don't know what to do, where would you say they should go to, you know, what are some good tools and resources and things to consider on how to get started and what to consider?
1: I mean, of course, YouTube, there's tons of content on YouTube on how to market and advertise effectively. Um, I mean, I've learned countless things from, from YouTube alone, um, just, just you know, my last seven years of, of being in this space. But, you know, one thing that we have to realize before we start to do any type of, of advertising and marketing, and I think this is, this is where, you know, somebody come to you and they say, hey, you know, I've got $1,000 to put toward an effort and I want to get the best results. Well, here's the problem, is the best results for them are way different than what your best results are. So most people have this, this unrealistic expectation of a silver bullet lead where the person sees your advertisement and they're immediately sold on your product because it's that good, unless unless you're Mike Lindell with my pillow, nobody's going to go to your website and buy what you've got. Unless you know right off the bat, the first try, right. you don't have enough marketing. And, and the beauty of Mike Lindell, you know, just as an example, is the guy has pushed the boundaries of what you can and can't do in the marketing space to the point of the FCC stepping in in his business and saying, look, you can't offer that many discounts on your product, right? So pushing the boundary, pushing the limits for yourself comes with time because what you have to do is like I mentioned before, is you have to get the pixels and, and tags installed on your white label of whatever you choose to do, whether it's WordPress or, you know, our white label that we've got um, on our platform or fully responsive site editor or yours, you know, whatever you choose. I think you use WordPress primarily. Yep. Using, using SEO to get your content on your website or funnel, relevant to what you're trying to target, you know, that takes time because what you'll find out over time is trends change. So what worked two weeks ago for, let's say, uh, selling uh, makeup um, through the platform doesn't work now, right? And it's because the the focus keywords have changed, the trends have changed. and, And so what you have to do is use that feedback from Google to know what keywords you should be putting in your in your target or in your ads and your uh, in your targeted landing page, right? So this is what I talked about before the persistency. this is how you get good quality leads. First of all, you've got to uh, establish an expectation and our uh, the program I run for my clients is called Total agency automation. It's a three month program and it takes you step by step through the process of developing that sales process where you literally can track every, move the consumer makes from the point of interest through to the point of sale. And what you can do is like you taught me, uh, Sean, I got this from you, is you can establish point system to them and you're the one who told me, hey, you know, it doesn't matter if they get more points for a certain action, What, what you found is that you just really need a baseline to measure how many actions they've completed. So it doesn't matter if they get one point for doing something or if they get 10. I like to see 10 because then I can tell if somebody has 70 to 100 points, They've opened or clicked on a bunch of links already, seven to eight different actions. So I know that there's a a certain level of intent to receive the product in which I have, because they keep opening information about what it is and they want to know more. Um, But what I also know is right off the bat, I establish with my clients is an expected time frame to convert your leads. That expected time frame. For anybody who's starting out, should be 30 to 45 days, depending on what product you sell. If it's something that's a physical product, it might be shorter, you know, uh, five to seven days, because they're actually looking to get that, you know, that sweatshirt or that hat or whatever you're trying to sell. They want to have it in hand. But especially for digital products or service-based uh, products, it's very difficult for you to get somebody to close on your time frame. So what you have to do is run A-B testing. And if, if they don't know, what your audience doesn't know what that is, they can do a quick Google search or go on YouTube, very simple. Um, but they can do A-B testing to figure out what clicks and what doesn't with their target market. And that's how you determine, you know, the quality of your leads over time. And you've got to have at least three months to start a pipeline with any marketing service. So if you can't put up three months, a dedicated three-month program, you know, I say at least 500 bucks a month in ad spend on Google. When done right, 500 bucks can result in, you know, anywhere between 90 to 100 inbound calls to your agency if you're insurance. That's my, you know, vertical that I focus. Um, but that's only because my ad account has two years of history. So I have an established presence. I've got good, uh, good account history. I, you know, my, my account payments are made on time. So Google prioritizes my spend when I go out there and I compete against these keyword search terms for these big companies, but it takes time.
0: And a lot of uh, oversight, like you said, those things change. All right, Ryan, uh, so let's hear, you know, I gave you the topic, uh, Facebook, Google, pros, cons, what's better, what should people consider uh, before we came here today? So two minutes, closing remarks, what do they need to know?
1: Oh, man, two minutes. Okay. The number one thing you need to know is if you do not have automation set up for your business, automated text messages, emails, messenger bots, whatever it is, if you do not have an established online automated presence, the consumer is not going to give you the time of day. Over the last 20 years, we've gone from a basic simple form fill online to a fully automated customer relationship experience with bots. So the level of competition that you have against your own agency is enterprise level, and they are willing, and they being any, really any company out there, are willing to spend more than they earn to acquire a client because they know once they make that that purchase decision or they do business with them once, they have a dramatically increased chance of getting them to come back and do business again in the future. So what we can do is right off the bat, help them establish a baseline of expectations. So I'll go through the three, uh, I guess here end with this, the three most important uh, laws of marketing that you should should focus on, okay? The first law is the law of large numbers. And that states that for every 10 people I approach with my product or service, one person will express interest. And out of 100 people, 10 people will raise their hand, one person will buy, okay? That's the same across the board, industry-wide, it doesn't matter what industry you're in. You know any vertical have that as a law of large numbers. So that means that you need to get out there and get your eyes in front of thousands and thousands of people to close business. All right. The second one is um, the 30-day sales cycle, 30 to 45 days if you're going to be marketing through any holidays, right? Um, But establishing an expectation that it's going to take you know at least a month. For you to get that person to make that purchase decision, especially if you're in the service-based industries like insurance or, you know, software as a service or, you know, managed advertising or, you know, you have an agency, whatever it is, the fact that there's no physical tangible product makes it more difficult for you to close that sale. Then the third option is what I call the 12-touch minimum. And this is 12 touches on the actual consumer, whether it be a text message conversation, email conversation, or phone conversation, or chatbot conversation. Those to me count as touches. Them opening an email doesn't necessarily count as a touch, but I I award them some points so I can track their activities, right? But understanding that there's a 12 call or 12 touch minimum comes from an article that Forbes uh, released or published two years ago That, or two or three years ago, I think it was 2017, that established that 62% of sales are closed on the eighth contact. And it also established that 92% of salespeople quit after two contacts. So, if you wanna set yourself apart in the industry and be successful, you gotta contact your leads over and over and over and over again, and take every no you get as being one step closer to getting that yes. And if you can you know, set up that mindset and that expectation from the get-go and not go into it thinking that you're going to reinvent the wheel and come up with some you know, revolutionary funnel that's going to get every single person that visits it to, to convert, and there's no such thing as a silver bullet, those expectations then are set at something realistic. So when you start to see the, the pipeline convert after the three to four-month period, and you start to see that ROI, right, from your return on investment after three to four months, Then you can be calm knowing that when you're spending that ad spend at a negative ROI, there will be results in the future. And you do that by, you know, pipeline management, which that could be a completely different, uh, completely different conversation. But that's what I would leave them with those those three laws.
0: Thank you, man. That was incredible information. You guys are going to have to run that back and listen to this one. One more time. We dropped a lot on you. What I'll tell you guys is none of this was sexy, I'm sure. It probably wasn't what you wanted to hear because like he said, everybody wants to hear that. Oh, if you do this, you'll get these leads that will close as soon as you call them. In fact, they'll be waiting on you with their card in hand. And unfortunately, that's just not reality. And what I love about Ryan and the way that we operate our business is we have the very real conversations that marketers should have with you. Unfortunately, there's too many marketing companies and lead aggregators who are selling you closing rates. If somebody ever sells you a closing rate run, run run impossible to sell you your closing rate but they do it all day long and it's just not reality and what you need to do what you need to understand is the the numbers you need to have as much data as you possibly can he who has the biggest database wins and what you have to understand is there's just fundamentals and there's just the way that consumers buy there's nothing you can do to change consumer buying behavior all we can do as marketers and as businesses is adapt to the way that they're purchasing today and make that process more friendly for them, having that experience base that Ryan was talking about earlier. You can't change the fact that people are getting harder to reach. That's just the way it is. 86% of people, according to AT&T, don't answer phones uh, that show up that are not in uh, in their caller ID. They give their mobile phones Most of the time, because they're opting in on a mobile device, more times than not, so you're getting mobile phones and they're not responsive because you're not, you're not saved in their phone, right? You've got, uh, you know, there's apps where people can screen calls like Google Voice and other ones where you have to state your name and your purpose. Consumers have their own gatekeepers now. Uh, That's not changing they, they're more educated. They want more education. The average consumer is going, to have, is going to engage with three to five pieces of content. They want information. They don't want to be sold. They want to do their due diligence and they want to come by. You have to understand that. And too many of us are still trying to sell them. You're trying to sell a consumer that doesn't want to be sold. And that's yep. a problem. So you have to adapt to the way that consumers buy. You have to understand the data and the platforms, what their specialties are where it's appropriate and how to fit that into your overall objective. And you have to have somebody like Ryan or myself who can tell you the real story and set the real expectations. Because if you don't, you're just gonna continue spinning your wheels, wasting money on shiny objects with promises of closing rates that you'll never see. Thanks guys, it's the Marketing Minute. Thank you so much, Ryan. I appreciate your time and sharing. Hey, I appreciate you, Sean.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on here. And if you ever want me on again, just let me know.
0: Check out his uh, his, uh, website, guys. Uh, You're actually, Giving away $100 of Bitcoin to new registrants, right?
1: Yeah, I've got another week here for it. Um, So you just got to get on the platform and uh, create your account, update your profile to 100%, and uh, you'll be entered in to win. risepage.com? Yep, risepage.com. Get there, guys. All right, I appreciate it, guys.